0: Sorry, what a great day to go to the beach. I mean, what a great night to go to the beach. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a great night to well, go to the beach. Know, with, with your new work schedule and my podcasting schedule, we can only go at midnight.
1: Yeah, that's the only time we can go. Well, you know, there's no crowds. There's Yeah, there's not a lot of people. There's nobody yeah. like... No kids running around. Yeah, wait,
0: wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on for a second. Whoa. Hold on. Whoa. What the fuck is that shit? roller. Who, who the fuck are those bitches over there? Oh, okay. Okay, let's go over there. That's, it's so annoying. Really annoying. That that's, let's walk over
1: there. I do agree though I think that the hey. fell flat but I think it could what? have been executed maybe I with just I think that one, one is Vanessa Hudgens. Like, I'm going to say from, from High School Musical. Yeah. Like a fabric that's yeah. going to reflect light in a way
2: because right hey, now it just Hey
0: Vanessa Hudgens from dull. High School Musical. Yeah. At
2: the end of the day there's only one winner.
0: And I other blonde girl who I think may
3: be Australian. Ran off the blood. I was like, "That is so hot." To so me, are you, yeah. yeah. you talking about? And like, you were fantastic.
0: Wait, is she does she inspired, date Zach Braff? Honestly,
1: your makeup. Looks it's, yeah, your well, who's the one from great. the boy from High School yeah, I, Musical? What's his name? <laughs> oh, Zac Efron. <laughs>
0: yeah, Vanessa. Efron. How how does Zac Efron, Vanessa?
1: Hey, Zac Efron's first girlfriend. It was beautiful, and I think after. I like mean, how they're fucking just the fucking ignoring us. Hey, Zach, fresh next girlfriend. We are like the most
2: in character, and I feel like hey, dump his sexual. current girlfriend. Me, like you were the most playful, and to Who me, date screams, now? Like, the ultimate sex. Actually, me, I never I'm so playful. You.
1: <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about?
0: What the fuck did Fine. you say to us, bitch? I am straight up fucking Chola. Up some sort
3: of history because I was kind of picking up a vibe that you just did not want to be oh. together. Oh, really? You okay. Definitely. Well, that's kind yeah. of true. On stage.
1: Cool.
0: There's a, well, there's a whole We're thing because... Guard, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Lori interrupts so me and, you know, drag... <laughs> but, what?
1: Exactly. No, no. Like so I will fucking worried, you, you no, stupid like bitch. Devil in me that's coming. Yeah. Uh, your, what are you talking about? Borrow this What? this. I was what? about to ask What? The same
3: thing. what? on the floor. Okay,
2: like the floaties with the bat wings. Oh my god, come on. <laughs> what the
1: fuck is she oh, talking is talking about? This is called art fat, yeah. so not floaties. Okay? Be so well and it looked I was endless. hurtful so, oh my thank God. you so much for having me I'm so we didn't have, right you. You, you <laughs> didn't have right you we didn't have you thank you guys so we much, didn't much for want having you me here. any
0: excuse to
2: wear latex we've, we've
1: been what? dying what? to well, come okay. please never wear
2: latex
1: again <laughs> 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 oh.
0: Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 4, Episode 2, titled Nosferatu Beach Party. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one groovy co-host from the from the Bloody Podcast Network. Please say, hello, uglies, to Lori Roddenkamp. Hello, Lori Roddenkamp. Shut up! I was prepared that time. I I pretended to not be prepared. Um, But I was prepared. Shut up! Uh, (laughs) And from High School Musical, please say I'm so into voguing right now to Vanessa Hudgett. Can I just
1: say that
4: everything you're doing right now is so fucking cunt, and I am so fucking glad to be here. Lori, can I please just tell you that your milk bags look especially milky today. I'm kind of here for it. I'm not going to lie.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, usually I just call them eyes, but thank you. I appreciate it.
4: Yeah. And I kind of just want to like cuddle next to you. Like, I'm living for this. I'm so into your fucking grossness right now.
1: Oh, well, this is, this turned hurtful in a complimentary way. Thank you. you-
4: I like that you're manlier than my first boyfriend, Zach Efron.
1: Well, I mean, who can be that scream queen? So,
4: yeah, I'm I get here it. For it I and get I'm it. so glad to be a panelist on this show.
1: Oh, well, we're just happy to have you. I mean, we just we honestly were just like walking to the studio and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden we were like, is that Vanessa Hudgens?
0: Yeah. And then so we, yeah. Yeah. So, we, we decided to have you come over. So we're very happy to have you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a uh, couple of things here, a couple of show business. I forgot to mention this last time. You know, we record this show the day after the episode drops, and the people at Patreon get it immediately after we record the show. So if you just love your Dragula and you want to hear me and Lori talk about it ASAP, you just have to join over at Patreon at the premium level, and you get this Dragula episode dropped first thing, right after we record it. It's super easy, and you get it before the public feed. Now, a couple of th- now that you know, there's actually Lori, um, mm-hmm. a couple of public feeds for Hello Uglies, our show, and so there's one on the public feed that you know that you're probably listening to now on the. Dr- there's people who don't know about the other side. If you listen to us at HelloUglies.com or on Spotify or at Anchor or whatever, you know that we have a podcast feed over there at HelloUglies.com. And they probably don't know that we do a whole world of RuPaul's Drag Race and other drag shows at dragracerecap.com, and you can find drag race recap anywhere you get your podcast. And the same is true for Hello Uglies. The this show drops. On at HelloUglies.com, or if you look up Hello Uglies on 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 your on your podcast feed, the one with the better cover. Uh the one with me and you on the cover, actually, Lori, uh in cartoon format, uh, you can get it over there. And to sweeten the deal to listen over there, uh, Lori and I are gonna do a bonus show that only appears at HelloUglies.com on the Hello Uglies podcast called Postmortem. Where uh, we are going to break down topics we couldn't get into last time. So the, uh, we promised last week to talk about La Zavaleta, the, the, the looks from the floor show. To do everything we couldn't cover last week, we're going to cover on a, on a post-mortem episode. And you can only get that at uh, either HelloUglies.com or find the show on Spotify or find the show uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Lori, any other show business you want to talk about?
1: Well, I thought we, uh, I don't, I mean, we said hi to uh, Vanessa Hutchins, but we didn't say hi to the Australian woman who came by.
0: Oh, Gigi uh, McCree or something? Oh, yeah. yeah you want she, to say hi to Gigi
1: McCree? Yeah, she's in studio. She's been sitting here the whole oh, time. Oh, okay. All right. And from uh,
0: DJing and the DJ booth, please say hello, Uglies, to Gigi McCree. Hi, hello. This
1: oh, is a hi- podcast studio. This is studio. the podcast studio. How are you? Yeah.
4: You are giving me life, bitch. I just want to fucking... Oh my god, eat. you're
1: giving me I... so much. You're such a cool. I love you so much. I yeah, think you're you...
4: such a fucking beautiful You're tent. my childhood. I don't know if I you just... know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you... I just... I just want to wrap
1: myself up in your labia's menorah I mean, and majora. I just want to go to the gym and see with you. That's what I you to do. Uh, do you know property? Do you know prop- Do you know prop- about property? Do you know I can show you some properties that they have in Australia. I would love to see
4: property with you. That's what I call my vagina. <laughs> you? Oh, you call your vagina? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so hot! It's so kind. Yeah. I'm gonna start calling my vagina that.
1: Okay. Oh well. Well, I mean it, it, you you copy everything else from other people, so why not copy me? I, I do the same thing. I you know what I call my um podcast?
4: I'm not my podcast, my I my, my, my I do have a podcast, but I do but you know what I call my vagina? Did you do? No, Selena Gomez.
1: <laughs> 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 That's how I live. Yeah, because I <laughs> want you to
4: when I when you come over and you fuck me in the vagina, I wanted to be like, there are only murders in this building.
1: All right, all right, ladies, ladies, you are now completely disrobing, and we we're just we're uncomfortable. Yeah, okay? we'll,
0: we'll come back. We'll come back to you guys as yeah. we see fit. Don't worry yeah. about it. Okay. All right. This week, an outsider crashes the Boulay's beach party. Dali is welcome back to the competition before all the monsters are forced to eat garlic and blood. In the main challenge, the monsters design original looks and design choreography in pairs to perform in a music video lip sync on the main stage. In the end, Saint is named the winner of the challenge, while Astrid Aurelia and Bitter Betty are up for extermination, which has them submerging their arms in a tank of leeches. After the extermination, the party crasher turns out to be Astrid Aurelia, who was murdered by the Boulay brothers, Laurie Camp, and we'll maybe, maybe we'll ask Vanessa and Gigi later. Name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: I... Okay. I... I'm gonna sound... I'm gonna do actually do two things I didn't like, but mm-hmm. it's only because I actually genuinely liked this episode. I mm-hmm. love the beach theme. I love the 60s beach theme. I thought that was really cool. I, I mean, there's so many things I liked. I love the song. Mm-hmm. I loved the drac i love the looks that the swan thula and drac morta gave although we'll talk about how i think that they they were in a lot of pain Mm -hmm. but um the and i actually genuinely like some of the looks from the from the uh queens (laughs) the but i and and i love the song but i just did not like how they had them placed and how they filmed it i mean it was so Crazy. It was so, it was, it was just so like junior high, like, uh, theater tech that Mm -hmm. I just was like, why are you, you have this amazing song, you have all this production, like, why are you just putting them on a state? Like, it just was so weird. Mm -hmm. That's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. I just, I didn't like the way that they, I felt like they, they sort of made it impossible for the queens to work as a team, and to for any of the queens to sort of find their place with the setting that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing I didn't like was I didn't like the extermination. I thought the extermination was lame. I thought first, well, first off, is also a mixture of lame <laughs> and also kind of dangerous because it's like you put a leech on your body, like that. That could give you like, you know, that could seriously affect your health. But At the same time, it's like we'll go but either you, go all in or you, go all out. How,
0: how do you know this?
1: I just from hearing it. From you who? put a leech, like just randomly when people talk about leeches. There must be a certain
0: type that maybe they're like farmed or whatever. Because I do know I can't remember what the disease was. It's actually a disease. I can't remember what it is, but there is a disease where they're finding. That leech therapy really helps with it. Now, it's under obviously a doctor's care and people watch it, but they're putting leeches on these people to suck the blood out of them. And I can't remember what the illness is or the affliction where they use leeches, uh, as, as, and it's been very, very successful. So maybe if you is farm it, the leeches.
1: Is it called stupidity? Is that the illness? It's called, um, it's called fighting with people online. Um, no, I just, uh, I mean, honestly, like I remember when uh, Speed Two came out. Okay. And the scientific Daf- movie
0: C- Speed Two.
1: Willem Dafoe was the was the villain. I think it was Willem Dafoe. He mm-hmm. was the villain in it, and he put leeches on his body. And I remember my uh, mm-hmm. I had a teacher who was just like, "Guys, don't you know? I know that this movie just came out, but don't put leeches on your bodies." And Where I was just would like, you "Whoever encounter leeches." that's what i was like who's who has access to leeches yeah so i mean i don't know it just seemed ridiculous but i will say i on my reverses i'm like go big or go home if -hmm. you're going to do leeches then Mm -hmm. have them dunk the them their entire body in water Mm -hmm. like the arm thing was just so ridiculous to me well what
0: i hear this has been true with uh each of the challenges which is like it seems like they're putting them in these situations, but there is no clear cut way to tell who won. Like it just seems like you're putting them in these situations. And yeah. um like with the Coffin one, why why did Zavaleta win over um Formaldehyde? And in this one, I couldn't tell any discernible difference between the performance by Bitter Betty and Astrid. Did I miss something, Lori, or?
1: No, I I I agree. I think honestly, I think the reason why uh Astrid lost is because she interrupted uh Trek Marta.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. But what I'm saying is they but have so, these Yeah, go ahead.
1: But what I mean by that is I'm saying that like there's no re- there's no rhyme or reason for these extermination like <clears throat> essentially I guess like anything leading up to once you're in the bottom, anything you do or say is judgment for execution, I guess. And mm-hmm. the extermination is just one of the other challenges you have to do. So they sort of go like, well, how did they react to the challenge? How did they deal with it? How What was their temperament like? Because remember when uh, <coughs> La Zavaleta said that um, one of the reasons she thinks that um, uh, Formaldehyde went home was because she... Uh, was still, when they got out of the casket, she was still cr- screaming about the worms.
0: Well, Zavaleta seems to be an expert on everything, but I think we're getting too into the weeds too soon. Uh, okay. Did you, and you named the thing you didn't like. All right. Two things I liked about the episode um, were um, I liked the sort of fun element of this challenge. It didn't take itself necessarily too seriously. I don't know if anyone. I don't know if everyone actually, we'll talk about this when we get to the floor show and we talk more in depth, but I don't know if everyone necessarily got the memo about this challenge, but some did, and it was fun. Uh, the other thing I li- I actually thought the song was very fun as well. And I love the song. I love some of yeah. the looks, too. And the yes. thing I didn't like is, and I hope this isn't a new thing that Dracula is doing, but this judging... Was so fucked up. the The right person didn't win, and in a w- in a way where I'm like, I don't even know why that person won. I don't know why the person, the people in the bottom were in the bottom. I don't know why the person they chose to go home, which was Astrid, went home. It just none of it makes oh. any sense to me.
1: See, I think I think it's. I get what you're saying, but I actually have points for each of those things. Like I know right. why. I know why. Uh, I. I'm less about why Saint won, but I know why Astrid went home. All
0: right. Uh, well, we'll cover those when we get to that part. But let's uh, let's actually move on. Uh, the Boulay brothers are hosting a beach party, and we're invited. Drac and Swan are joined by scantily clad hunks in a preview for their new movie. Um, oh, for their new movie. Sorry, nameless hunk one spots a human in disguise and suggests that Bule- the Boulays rip her fucking throat out. The Boulets, horrified at her outfit, leave to investigate what lurks in the caverns of the Nosferatu Beach Party. Um, Lori, your thoughts on this cold open?
1: I actually liked it. I mean, there were certain parts of it that I thought were, you know, a little weird. Like, I thought it was weird. I I thought it was weird at the time uh, why they just, like, went over to, uh, you know, the... um, like just one side of the beach, and then we don't really f- see anything about. It. They don't really address yeah. it or do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it pays off later. I do think it was funny that uh, I always mix them up. Who's the one who's the taller one? Is that Jack Morda?
0: Jack Morta. Yeah,
1: I love how Swanthula is uh, dancing and doing like the beach dance, and then you see Swanthula and she's just standing there like moving her wait, hands. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. I'm
0: Why don't you say the tall one and the short one?
1: So I love how the short one is dancing. Yeah. Yeah, and like doing like the beach dances, and then this, and then the tall. They cut to the tall one, and the tall one is just kind of moving from side to side, like not not dancing.
0: Yeah, drag the tall one is very very awkward. in fact, I'll be honest with you, um, drag Morda has a really weird look about her look. Um, looks are subjective, and. This is art. I don't know what. Drag is art and artist objective, right? But I don't know. There's something about drag where she's not fat at all, but looks fat. Oh, I don't think so at all. Oh, really? I think there's something about her that looks pudgy and squishy and doughy, but she's not. I know she's not, but there's something about her. She just looks pudgy and squishy and doughy.
1: Oh that's funny cuz I was going to say that I actually really thought she looked like she looked amazing and then I also loved her tattoos. I didn't know that she had uh back tattoos.
0: Well you love all tattoos.
1: I do. I love tattoos. But L- Lauren I love loves the back tattoos, tattoos so much.
0: She she lo- she watches Fantasy Island just to see Hervé Villechaise. No one understands. I don't know that reference
1: that but I you know? I assume that that's right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. The the cold open was fine, as you and I both know. They've had some real stinkers, and this yes. one was a fun one. Even if I don't think the payoff was all that great, uh, it no. was a fun one. Again, we don't really we've never really seen the surf beach vibe, and so it was kind of fun to uh, see that sort of put in a, a spooky, creepy sense. But uh, it was it was fun. Nothing wrong with it. Really, not much to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was cute. I thought the people dancing was cute. I thought the I, I look, I think the the announcer made a hell of a lot more sense than the last announcer. So,
0: yeah. Uh, all right. After Femilda's elimination, the remaining queens walk back into the boudoir and speculate, speculate on who was murdered by the Boulets. Mary Cherry thinks uh, Astrid should be thankful the Boulet brothers didn't see her outfit falling apart. Hoso and Astrid admit to being smitten with each other. Coco messes up the name of the character she just presented in the floor show. Mary wants Sigourney to know that she doesn't dislike her for being a woman, but because she plays games, Coco hopes (laughs) La Zavaleta was murdered and is dismayed to see her enter their boudoir. Lastly, La Zavaleta doesn't play big games. She is a big game. Lori Roggenkamp, your thoughts on everything here, boudoir, and what happens here? There's a lot that happens.
1: First off, I still am not a huge, let me say, I'm still not a huge fan of Sigourney Beaver. But I will say I liked her a lot more in this um in this episode. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I felt like so many people were shitting on her. And it kept and and uh uh what's a, and Cherry, uh, Mary Cherry and Zavaletta kept saying, Oh, it's not because you're a woman. It's like fuck yeah it is. Mm-hmm. Out of everybody on this out of everybody in this group, you single out the one cis mm-hmm. woman who, mm-hmm. you know, who's you know, <clears throat> And say that you don't you don't trust her game. And mm-hmm. it's also like, what the hell is, is Mary Cherry talking about? That, oh, I think Sigourney Beaver's out for herself. Everybody's out for themselves. What the hell well, are you talking about?
0: I have two comments on that in my notes. Yeah, but it's funny that you and I both picked up on the same thing. A specifically, specifically, I actually, believe it or not, I'm going to analyze Zavaleta and Mary on two different levels. I think Zavaleta going for Sigourney was a race thing. And I think Mary is just straight up a misogynist. Because. Um,
1: <clears throat> so, oh, so you think Sigourney going for Zavaleta is a race thing? No, 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 no.
0: Zavaleta going for Sigourney.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: We'll, but we'll why get back did, to that. Well, then
1: why didn't Zavaleta go for Bitter Betty then?
0: Hold on, hold on. We'll get back to it. Let me break my points down. One, let's talk about Mary. Clearly, a fucking just gay, and by the way, a lot of gay men can be very misogynistic. You know? Oh, yeah, yes, for sure. We all know women are stupid and they shouldn't talk and they should stay in the kitchen, but you shouldn't <laughs> say it out loud, you know?
1: Yes. And Hey, wait a second. <laughs> uh,
0: and, and the way <laughs> you can tell with the the anger and ire in Mary's voice that she hates Sigourney because she's a woman, and a woman who yes. does drag, and because there's, it's 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 mean, and and also she doesn't let up. It's like a fucking schoolyard bully the yeah, way she goes after the, her.
1: They like had I, oh, I, another thing I love, which I forgot to mention earlier, is I love that they're giving us a lot of background tea this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're really kind of letting us peer behind the curtain mm-hmm. at some points, okay. and they show a lot of times where Mary is just like fucking fucking with sigourney beaver and it's like what is she She said something about her looks and she goes i know you heard me like she won oh yeah that sigourney was later that was,
0: that was later no 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 she this is later on and we'll get to it there but we can kind of discuss it here where um astrid and uh sigourney are paired together and mary's trying to poke the bear and she's like oh hi like being with sigourney oh even though sigourney you were talking shit on her and Sigourney just moves on, and she goes, "I know you heard me again, like a fucking goddamn Beverly House Real Housewife bully." You know, going back to this boudoir segment that you know, and you and you and you you hit on this when you were talking, which is there is a part where Mary they're having a conversation about playing the game, right? And Zavaletta and Mary are just team tag uh, tag teaming on uh, Sigourney, and Sigourney's like, "I'm not playing a game," and Mary goes. I'm playing a game, but I'm playing for myself, right? And then you're like, okay. Um, Then they literally cut to a confessional right after. They cut to a confessional. And then it's Mary going, Sigourney's only in this for herself. I'm like,
1: what the fuck, bitch? You just, what, you literally yeah, what just does that said. even mean? Everybody's friends. Also, yes. Mary Terry kept saying, Oh, I have 10 years of experience in Brooklyn. It's like, great. I have 20 years of experience in Anaheim. Who gives a shit? You know, yeah, 10 like years it's, it's, isn't that a, much anymore?
0: What? Sorry. 10 years isn't that much to brag about anymore.
1: No, but also it's like, it's like, who cares that it's from, it's 10 years from Brooklyn. Like, you know, what's 10 years? Is it 10 years of like, constantly traveling and doing stuff or is it 10 years Mm -hmm. of staying in one club and you know it's like you gotta your experience just because you've been doing it for a length of time doesn't make you amazing at it Mm -hmm. yeah i just i thought she was i thought she was so crappy although i i would like to if you want to keep going i'm more than happy to uh but i have another point i wanted to which is when coco messes up morticia adams and elvira because i think that goes to like later on mm-hmm. when she has an issue in the in the new competition when she's just like oh yeah it's, it, they're the, basically the two of the same coin she well let's them, stay she in this virus. act and I, you
0: know one of the things I promised earlier was to tell you about Zavaleta um, being a little bit racist the reason I feel that there was a race component is that Coco was also talking mad shit on Zavaleta and yeah. when Zavoleta comes in she goes she starts reading and She goes, yeah, bitches, the walls have ears around here. I'm like, well, if the walls have ears, you would have heard Coco say it. But I feel Zavaleta's like, I'm not going to go for the black girl. I'm going to go for the white girl. Yeah. You know? And so I feel there was well, a yeah, race component. Well, yeah, because
1: Sigourney Beaver's the, the easier person to go for.
0: Yeah. So, well, So I think there is know. a misogynistic – there's a misogyny and also racism because if if you have shit to say about Sigourney talking shit – I actually think what what Coco was saying was worse than Sigourney. Yeah, you know, but Zavaleta was afraid of Coco. You know, yeah. so she didn't. So she didn't say anything to her. Notice Zabalete leaves Coco
1: alone. Oh, also, I just get so tired with reality competition shows, and this is just an all across the board thing. But I just Mm -hmm. get so tired of reality where they're like, why, why were you in the top? Why were I don't understand why you were in the top and I was in the bottom. I just wish somebody would be like, because the judges said so. Like, who gives a shit? Why, why do I have to sit here and defend myself? The judges put you in the bottom, they put me in the top. Mm -hmm. End of discussion. Like that to me is just such a a bullshit thing to argue about.
0: Well, a good example of this in this uh, segment was right at the top of the episode. They walk in and Asher's like, "I won," and Mary's like, "Yeah, but you shouldn't have won because your outfit was falling apart." Blah, blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh, who cares?" It, so that didn't happen. Who cares? Yeah, it did. And the, yeah. if the Boulets would have seen it, if the Boulets would have seen your outfit falling apart, they would have. You wouldn't have won. You admit it. Admit it. You wouldn't have won. And then I would have won. How would you have won? There
1: were you How, weren't even yeah. in the top three. You were safe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she threw out the thing about ten years of experience and it was just like, what does that have to do with anything?
0: And she's the queen of Brooklyn? I kind of feel Brooklyn has something to say about that.
1: Um I feel like (laughs) ever since that queen from uh from real uh from Drag Race that Mm -hmm. was saying that she was like super popular in New York, that ended up being like a train wreck and like, Mm -hmm. you know. She I, on Drag Race. I just I've just been like, anytime somebody brags about being from New York, I'm like, okay, you're probably just. Lori's talking person. about
0: Britta Filter.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh.
0: All right. How about also Astrid and Hoso? They're already in love. Like it's been like a day.
1: <laughs> they're already like all as soon as you go into the workroom, they're already all over each other.
0: By the way, uh, once again, a little bit of a plug for Afterthought. We have a a, a place called the Porn Decor Lounge. And somebody named Joe Batance posted Hoso's oh. OnlyFans link. So if you want to throw... And I'm going to tell you something. It's six bucks for the month. It's worth the six bucks. Not going to lie. Really? Little, little plug for Hoso's OnlyFans. <clears throat> All right. Also, one thing, and we'll probably get into this later. Um, Bitter Betty is wearing the trans card quite a bit. And um, we're like... I feel it's a card that you play when you don't have the goods to back it up. Because we've seen other trans contestants. We've seen other gender-fluid contestants. And the ones that are really good don't play it. I mean, let's just look at the most recent episode of... Like, recent season of Drag Race, which was season 13. Got Mick, um, who went all the way to the end. I don't feel she really played that card that much. You know? Yeah,
1: but I will say this. And mm-hmm. this is to Bitter Betty's... Cr- I'm just defending Bitter Betty... I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I also think that, you know, I think she's older and she sort of had to deal with more shit, you know, mm-hmm. as a trans woman. And I think that she sort of is like, I think that sort of top coupled with being in the competition. I think she's mm-hmm. playing the strengths that she has, which is that she's a trans woman in this competition. She's, I think the only trans woman in this competition. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's sort of trying to play the cards she was dealt. You know, she can't, she can't say she's the only white woman in the competition. Cause A, mm-hmm. who cares? And B, she's not.
0: Does so she claim, if I'm not mistaken, to be the first trans woman, cause that's not true because, um,
1: No, she's saying. I'm just saying she's the only in this in this. No, I know, but I think
0: I think she might claim that she's the first, and I don't think that's true. I think uh, Priscilla last year was trans.
1: I don't think she's claiming she's the first. I'm just saying that in this season. I understand. I am not saying that you said that. I am
0: saying that I think she said that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't hear her saying that. But so what I'm trying to say is that I think. You know, when you're on the bottom, you sort of, like, with Zavaleta last last episode, she was saying, oh, I have, you know, she talked about her fear phobias and her fears, like, on, on repeat. So, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, I think she was hammering home, but I think she was hammering home the thing that she was hoping would keep her in the competition, which is, you know, the fact that she's a trans woman. I mean, that's basically, you know... The card yeah, but
0: Here's the deal, and we'll talk about this later. I, I say playing the trans card because I feel she's using it to appeal to emotion why she shouldn't be eliminated. But we'll talk That's about exactly that. That's exactly what though. she's doing. Well, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think she should.
1: You should be able to use all the tools in your tool belt to win a competition. Look, if I found out, if I found out tomorrow that I was 116th Cherokee and there was a comedy competition, that ha- asked me to be on the comedy competition. I would say I would be like, yeah, as a one sixteenth Cherokee, <laughs> I'd be on this comedy competition. I would use every tool that I have in my tool belt. The fact that I'm gay, the fact that I'm a woman, the fact that I'm overweight, the fact that I, you know, I don't know, I'm an idiot. I don't know. I'd use all the tools in my tool belt <laughs> to to win a competition. You, you just because. You might think it's it's overdoing it, but that doesn't mean that it's not something that she should be doing. You know, uh,
0: I don't talk about this enough. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail, you can do that for us at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. And if you want to send us an angry email, particularly if you're indigenous, uh, go ahead and do that at thebestoftoday at gmail.com. That is our official it? complaint line.
1: Yes. Why uh, would anyone? Why... I'm just yeah. saying that I'm, I am admitting that I'm, terrible when it comes to competing but i think you should all be i think everybody should compete use every tool in their tool belt to to win
0: on that note why don't we take a break when we come back we're gonna cover the rest of the episode Contestants are brought to the main stage where they are told they are going to the beach for a Nosferatu beach party. The monsters must design and create an original look and model that design in a music video style lip sync performance. The lip sync performance will also be a duet, so the monsters will have to work together. Before the monsters can leave the stage, the Boulets have another surprise. Dracula Season 2 and Dragula Resurrections' Dolly has re-entered the competition. Well, entered the competition. Additionally, the Boulets announced this week's Fright feat. Uh, Fright Feet. In honor of this week's vampire theme, the monsters must eat a head of garlic and drink a goblet of pig's blood. The first monster to finish their blood and garlic wins the right to assign the pairs for the main challenge. Israel delivers the garlic and blood and blows a whistle, starting the Fright Feet. After a lot of gagging and spitting, La Zabaleta hoists her goblet, hoists her goblet, I'm sorry, and wins the Fright Feet. Lori, your thoughts on this uh, Fright Feet challenge and uh, everything? announcement of the main challenge
1: uh i mean look i was excited when dolly came i -hmm. was like super excited about that Mm because i we had talked about that we were like Mm -hmm. didn't they say that they were going to uh you know bring her back and then they didn't bring her back well they didn't say
0: uh, that's one of my notes actually go ahead
1: but um God, this this challenge was so disgusting. I was it was so so hard to watch it. To oh, that's you.
0: right. Did it make you thirsty? That's why it was so hard because you were like no jealous. <laughs> no, not, not at all. People who are listening who aren't no. regular listeners of Afterthought Media shows. Lori has admitted several times oh, that she is been She has a weird thing where she loves to drink period blood. Uh, now I this was specifically hate period I hate blood. This was anything... pigs' blood.
1: No this is gross
0: you know what's weird is so my note for this challenge was like the pig's blood didn't bother me i was more grossed out and weirded out that they didn't peel the garlic that they were eating it with the papery skin and it doesn't take much to peel the garlic and then you could have just eaten it much the, the part the part that was making them gag with you eating all that paper take the garlic out and take the and then just eat that thank you yeah that's true um um, I have a, I have a term that I coined, Lori, for J. Jolie. You know, people are thinking she had a glow up since her time of season. I said she had a bro up. <laughs> yeah. I actually
3: I said, really like yeah,
0: that. I said Jay Jolie had a bro up. Um, All right. I like how they said they have. Is that what is you said? I said, it, yeah. I like how the, okay. the, the boulets are like. We got pig blood ethically sourced. I'm like, you're literally going around murdering people. Why are you so worried <laughs> about it being ethically sourced? Pig's blood.
1: That's what I love. Also, it's like, still, there's a there's going to be some pigs without blood. Like, we're still yeah, having I, I, that. I think that think happen, by the right? way, yeah,
0: I bet you. If you ask the pigs, I'm like, that doesn't sound pretty fucking ethical to me. You know what, Lori, you're friends with this Kelly Clarkson. Ask her if she <laughs> Stop thinks. Stop it!
1: No, no, no. She's. Not let's not even go down that road. So
0: going to the um announcement that Drac that Drac not Dra Dolly was coming back, they're all like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh what what they all saw Dracula Resurrection, didn't they? Where they pretty much told you that Dolly was coming back. Because for people yeah. who didn't watch Dracula Resurrection, the I actually thought the ending was very clever. What they did was all the contestants you see in a montage receive a videotape and, um, all the people get the videotape, they see it and they, they fall down dead, blood coming out of their mouth because almost like the ring, like the videotape killed them, except for one person who survives and that's Saint. Okay. Except at the very end, there's like a, a post credit scene where they focus on Dali and her eyes open up. And then so it's kind of hinting that Dali's not dead either. Yes. So they they would have uh, well, known that.
1: Well, I will say though, this is the same group that when we did the <sighs> yet yeah, last uh, episode when we did the the introductions, Mary Cherry goes, Why are we here? So, you know. <laughs> yeah, when we do post mortem,
0: I want to talk about that because when I was listening back, I'm like, we missed so much stuff that I wanted to talk about. Mary Cherry. One of the why I missed was I remember I told you there was something about like co-cocaine that was, that, and in my notes I couldn't tell what it was. Here's what it was. She walks in, she's like, ah, ah, ah. And then immediately on a dime stops and goes, she goes like, ah, oh my god, oh my god. Hi, everyone. Like, just immediately on a dime, <laughs> she gets like that, like, hi, everyone, I'm co-cocaine. i mean, like, mm-hmm. that was like the, she just turned on a dime. Oh, that's um, so funny. Also, the thing, too, is, again, Astrid, Dolly's daughter, would have seen Dragon Re- Resurrection. Dali would have told her, oh, yeah, they're bringing me back, too. Like, Astrid's, like, jumping up and down like she does. I'm like, bitch, you knew.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. She mm-hmm. was like... They were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. H- yeah. How? How can you not yeah, believe what, that? Yeah, what
0: is so shocking about that? All right. In the boudoir, winner of the Fright Feet, La Zavaleta assigns the pairs for the main challenge, and they are as follows. La Zavaleta paired herself with Saint Mary Cherry and Coco Cocaine are uh, paired Sigourney Beaver and Astrid Aurelia, Dolly and Hoso Teratoma, and Bitter Betty and Jade Jolie. The girls can't find any rhyme or reason in the partnerships, and La Zavoleta says a true monster which should be able to handle any challenge. Mary Cherry accuses Sigourney of talking shit about her partner Astrid, and Mary thinks their partnership is doomed. The monster pairs work on their choreography. Astrid and Sigourney decide to prioritize their dance moves over gags. Betty and Jade want to be campy and fun. Dolly and Hoso aren't used to super feminine drag. Coco Kane doesn't know who Ann Margaret is. And Mary Cherry wouldn't have been invited to parties like these during the time. So she is dressing as a mermaid. Um, Lori, lot to cover here in this second visit to the boudoir. Uh, any thoughts here?
1: Yeah. Um. I thought it was so weird, like La <laughs> Letta. But I this goes on with a lot of reality competition shows where the people who win and get to choose the teams they look so like, like oh I'm about to do some shady shit to you, mm-hmm. and then it's just like okay teams, like it's just like all right, yeah, that's that's fine, yeah. But it, it's just like there's no like rhyme or reason for why she picked the teams. Like she could have put Mary Cherry and Sigourney Beaver together. Mm-hmm. and that would have been like but she like i see i think you're right i think there's like a moment where she genuinely was gonna do something shady and then was like oh i don't want mary cherry to get mad at me so oh, i
2: think she chose not to
1: do that
0: i think the only shady thing in her head that she did was she didn't put astrid and hosa together she's like ah, i'm so shady right yeah which i would yeah, be surprised those you two. guys yeah fuck you you guys want to fuck you guys want to fuck. I know you guys just want to... F- I know you guys just want to fuck. Just go ahead and fuck. Okay? Thank you.
1: That's exactly how that went. Yeah. Good
0: job. Um. Okay, so Dolly's th- sitting there and everyone's like, oh my god, yay, Dolly! And Astrid, I want to know about this. Um, Her body length, which was Dolly, and I know that's her drag mom, was very intimate. Didn't you think? Yeah. Like she was just, like,
1: all over her and, like, I was even going to say, like, I feel like the relationship between Hoso and and Astrid has been compromised <laughs> because yeah, Dali is there. I, I honestly, I w- if if Astrid had continued, I wouldn't have. I would have maybe seen like a love triangle or something.
0: Yeah, it was like, but in in, in Dolly's defense, Dolly didn't seem to be reciprocating, but Astrid was just all up in fucking Dali's business. Yes, so
1: excited. Um, but I, I also think that's yeah, go ahead. par for the course for Astrid or Dali to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. Dali, I mean let's let's be honest, Dali is a attractive man, mm-hmm. beautiful man mm-hmm. and so, like, yeah, even Mary Cherry was like when he looks at me with those eyes, I go weak, and I was like, yeah, yeah I
0: know. i I get it, I get it, oh really, you're attracted to Dali,
1: oh yeah, he's very attractive. oh my God,
0: oh my God, is star jealous.
1: No, not even a little bit. You know, know where's her where her bread's buttered. Star she is, is oh, ooh, Star is
0: Laurie's girlfriend. Um. Okay, I want to say something. First off, I really, oh, there would have yeah. to
1: be an opportunity for me to even meet Dolly. Secondly, there mm-hmm. would have to be an opportunity for us to even. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think um, you can how make many it happen? Times,
0: how many times do you think that he's heard people say "Hello, Dolly"?
1: Oh. Like a bajillion. <laughs> like <laughs> How many times did uh Vanessa Hudgens and that Australian lady high five each other during the, the judging?
4: We did it quite a bit and it was really hot. I'm not gonna lie. Like my Eat. palms were wet.
1: We hit fifty two the dances and ipsies.
4: Yeah, whatever she said, I totally agree with. (laughs) Because it's super hot. And in fact, right now in Australia, it's turning to their summer. So that's why she's so hot. (laughs) And I want to drink her period blood. Because I'm Vanessa Hudgens. Also, you know, I'm a singer. I'm Vanessa Hudgens. I'm a singer. And I want to sing a song right now. You're a
1: singer?
4: Yeah, I'm a singer, and I'm going to sing you my new single that I have coming out. Do you want to hear it? Sure. you like that Lori?
1: that was great i loved it
0: all right thank you very much vanessa um poor vanessa she has to come on our show and sing these songs (laughs) and
1: she was great the uh the australian girl i hate to say it she killed herself (laughs) during that song (laughs) um that is so crazy i know so so anyways yeah, that. Um... What are you gonna do? You know.
4: Is it true that she killed herself? <laughs> nah, I was just joking, just joshing. Oh. I was so sad when you said that. I wrote a song about it. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Australian girl, <laughs> her name was Gigi, Gigi McCree, is it really Monique, across the room, I got hot and heavy, mm-hmm. I and wanted her to come and eat me, but now she killed herself <laughs> and now she's sticking under, with all the worms and maggots too, it's so beautiful, Ophelia. I love the eating her death pussy. We're, we're working we're workshopping that song. Oh but good, yeah. good, good. I I just it's wrote
0: good. it right now because she died. Thank you. Okay, I don't know what is Vanessa Hudgens and this Gigi McCree, they're they're
1: crazy. They are taking up so much time from the show. I know
0: I I'm actually shocked that they sit quietly while we're actually analyzing uh, the show. It,
1: Uh, well i mean they sit quietly because when we as soon as we say their names they just jump at the chance to do something (laughs) that's why i know they can't even they
0: they probably can't even get an er, word in edgewise they're probably like but but and we're just like talking and talking and talking yeah yeah it's sort of crazy um okay um (laughs) we talked about mary attacking sigourney and calling her for again do you agree Lori? i mean i know you were saying this i do you think that mary is a, a misogynist
1: Yes. I mean, look, do I think that Sigourney Beaver is annoying? Yes, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Sure. But not in the way. I don't, I, I don't understand the attitude that Mary Cherry has towards Like, mm-hmm. she's picking a fight for a completely different reason. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to say, like, oh, she's, she's annoying and she's, you know, the whole thing where she kept saying for free last episode was really annoying me but then Mary Cherry's turning around keeps turning around and saying like oh you're you're not playing the game the right way or you're not playing the real or you're mm-hmm. playing a game or you're not playing the and it's just like what are you talking about this is a game you're, mm-hmm. you're all playing the game yeah like it's just it, i don't know she's just she's trying to justify why she you know and she even what i find so hilarious is she even knows that she's doing it mm-hmm. Because she called it out. She goes, I'm not picking on you because you're a woman. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, like it's like, bitch, you know exactly what you're doing.
0: She exactly what she's doing. The fact that She said it. I think she gave herself away. I, I kept starting this point. I finished. I really, I feel really sorry for Coco cocaine. I feel her pain. I know what it's like to be paired with somebody who's just really annoying and difficult to work with and doesn't pull her weight. It, it I understand what she's going through and completely sympathized there.
1: Um the um boulays. <clears throat> Did you say something? I wasn't paying attention. I was checking my Amazon wish list.
0: Uh, once again, this you know, the show has gotten uh, very professional. You and don't so, have to say anything. Yeah, the show's really gotten very professional, and so that these these moments I'm gonna talk about right now are few and far between now. But I like that they were doing some b-roll. Of the girls getting ready, and there's one where you see. <laughs> please go back and watch this. It's in this scene, a hand pulling back some hair, like you know, like they're doing hair, and then they take a brush, and the brush never touches the hair, and they pull it. They they they, they like pretend to brush the hair, but yes. the brush never actually goes in the hair. It's just like hovering over the hair, and they pull it back.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, God. that was so funny
0: yeah they didn't even brush the hair in it um and then uh yeah this is only really the only notes i had here i do have a note here that makes no sense where it says coco Kane, don't tell her to be like somebody else oh i know what it was yes. yeah go ahead
1: oh i was gonna bring that up oh where, go ahead, bring it up then. so so when they're talking about so i i guess i did it. My only thing is I don't understand the problem that Coco and Mary Cherry had. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it in theory, but Coco just literally played a white woman, just mm-hmm. like last last episode, played a white mm-hmm. woman. And mm-hmm. they asked her how did it feel portraying a white woman, you know, and, and making it into a black, uh, you know, as a black woman. She said, oh, I loved it. And then they get to this beach scene. And apparently, for some reason, they have to be historically accurate. <laughs> they're like well i don't think that black people would have been allowed at the beach which yeah fair fair point mm-hmm. that's fine i'm not saying that that's wrong that's a fair point but mm-hmm. why now <laughs> yeah when last she's bringing episode, logic to it yeah. yeah why now when last episode you were totally fine portraying mm-hmm. a, a white woman a white a white female character that now you're like bringing logic to a beach vampire scene mm-hmm where you're like, well, this is set in the 1960s. So, and then Mary, Cher- so, uh, so anyway, so Mary Cherry's attitude was like, well, I'm just going to make like a, a gross mermaid character and that's going to, how I'm going to showcase my feelings about it. And I was like, in no way does that portray anything that you're talking about in this moment. And then Coco is like, well, I just don't like people telling me what I should do Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, I have a problem. I go, well, then you shouldn't be in a competition because that's yeah. all that's going to happen is you're going to be told what to do. The one thing I will say, even
0: though I will say, even though I'm correcting you, I don't know if I'm really correcting you because I don't have the truth in front of me. But I, I'm speculating here. It doesn't take away from your point. But just I just want to say I think Coco would say to you that she wasn't portraying a white woman. She had transformed that white character into a black woman. If that makes sense. That, it's a, it's a oh, subtle yeah. difference, but it doesn't. It doesn't take away from your point because either way, she had to play somebody else. She had yes. to portray a character and do something that's not used to doing. And um, yeah, but then
1: I would say then my mm-hmm. counterpoint to that would be: mm-hmm. well, this is an imaginary beach scene. Mm-hmm. Put an imaginary black character in there. Like, just yeah. if, if you're gonna have, why bring logic to this to this mm-hmm. beach vampire scene?
4: Uh-huh.
1: It's kind of as someone
0: if you're like. Oh yeah, what do you do? And she goes, "I'm uh I play uh the Evil Queen at Disneyland." Oh, that's great. And she goes, "Yeah, but I'm in the competition. I don't I don't want to I don't I don't want to be somebody else, you know? Why would there be a why would there be a, a a a black person at the beach?" Yep. Well, why would the Evil Queen be at Disneyland? She hates Snow White and she hates people. Why would yeah. she be walking around Disneyland signing autographs?
1: Yeah, it's like, and then also, if we really want to take it out of the out, like, why is a man dressing as a woman? Like, why, why are we doing it? Like, let's let's really go for you know. It's just like, okay, if you really want to argue these facts, let's argue these facts. But yeah, it's, why are, just, are the boulets
0: at a beach as vampires at night? Yeah, yeah, Ugh, it's just so yeah. Stupid. Why are all these vampires at a? Be- why I know that black people went on the beach. Vampires aren't on the beach. no. Why would there be a party of vampires killing people and eating each other? Anyway, yeah, but it is true, and it's a horrific part of our history. You know,
1: I'm I mean, look, the vamp- I'm, I'm not the saying that that's at the beach. I'm not saying that's not a reality, and that's fine if that's you know if. But then, but then she offered like no recourse. She offered no, you know, um, I guess like I don't. She just offered no backup, you mm-hmm. know. It's just like, I don't want to do this, so I'm just going to sort of half-ass it. And I was just like, okay, I guess, you know, live your life. But that seems Mm -hmm. like a pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah.
0: Uh, All right, let's move on. It's time for the floor show and the lip sync. The monsters hit the main stage in their Nosferatu beach party outfits and lip sync to the song Gothic surf rama by Vampire Beach Babes. Hosa Teratoma has reveals. Barry has a headlamp. Saint bites La Zavaleta. And a lot of the monsters awkwardly stand and... Sway, Laurie Rogan Camp. Um, I think we should spend a great deal of time talking about the floor show and spending a lot of time because you know, Lori, you never know. People might really care in depth about what we think about the looks.
1: I don't and know the floor show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think people really care about the looks, and I don't think people care about our opinions like that, Joe. Hmm.
0: Um, I do. Yeah, I, but whatever. I also
1: get how Mary Cherry feels and how Coco feel too. I'm just gonna let you know right now. Oh, why is that? Start. I just, I'm just, I'm just used. You know, I just deal with somebody who just sort of, huh, tries to control everything and, <laughs> huh, wants things to go a certain way, but doesn't really cue you into what's happening. So you're just sort of left mean- vamping.
4: I totally understand what you mean, too. Mm-hmm. I was paired with Zach Efron, and he's smelly. He's. Mm. But I'm going to tell you something. He's okay. nothing compared to you.
1: The Australian girl is, is gone. I don't know if she... Did you say but... that your girlfriend's in the chat room? She's not in the chat room. She's listening right now.
4: Your girlfriend's listening right now? Yes. Why don't you you tell her to go listen to something else right now? I want to talk. No. Woman to woman.
1: All right. Star, can you go listen to something else? Yeah, go uh, go listen to something else. Lori,
4: I think you're very sexy and your girlfriend's very lucky. Thank you. Did you ever watch High School Musical?
1: I did not know.
4: Did you
1: know that uh, I dated Kelly Clarkson? No, I I, I know you didn't because Kelly Clarkson is not a lesbian. And
4: I'm going to sing my favorite Kelly Clarkson song right now. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's a Kelly Clarkson song, this that's is an Kelly Adele Clarkson. song.
4: I believe this is a Kelly Clarkson song.
1: <laughs> no, it's definitely an Adele song. No, well, because
4: Adele's not, a fat person sang this, and Adele's not fat. But... I heard that you dating star, and I hope she gets up and moves real far. I heard that you watched my movie and you sing my songs. <laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> I just wanted to sing you my favorite Kelly Clarkson song. Right
1: Thank here. you. You're
4: welcome. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about the looks, Lori. Uh, have...
1: Excuse me. Vanessa? Yes. That's Joe's job. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. I know that you <laughs> come in here and you try and be like, you try and act like you can run everything. Well,
4: well, no, I heard what you were saying and you're right. Joe's always trying to control everything. So I was trying to take back the control for us, for us women.
1: Oh, okay. I still yeah. don't like you. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave.
0: Thank you, Lori, for saying that for me. I, 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 that was really uncalled for. <laughs> all right. Well, Lori, let's actually do this floor show. Um, Drew Brooke of Brooks Looks has posted a, a master shot of all the queens so we get a, a shot of all their looks. Uh, I'm going to go down the line. First, let's start with Sigourney Beaver. She's in some sort of like... Uh, 1940s pin-up drag kind of thing. Uh, did you have any big thoughts on Sigourney Beaver and her looks?
1: Um, I'm trying to... F- Where is it? The looks? Is it under the looks?
0: There it is. Under the looks for Hello Uglies. Yeah, over on our Discord, which if you want to have access to all this stuff, you can go to afterthought.com. I'm sorry, uh, patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. What were you saying, Lori? Uh, let's see.
1: Okay, I am only getting... The group shot. I'm not getting the. Yeah, yeah. Full... It's the group shot. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I will say, <laughs> I know I'm going to bring it back to tattoos. I feel like this look paid off because of her tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she had sort of like she had kind of a bet Her and bitter Betty were sort of doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but I felt like her hair was a little better, and then I liked her. Uh, I think her tattoos really kind of helped sell the the. A uh, bikini, but I mean, I think it was sort of basic. I didn't really feel like it was that amazing to me. To be honest with you, you know what? I'm going to call an
0: audible right now. And I know you used to work for the NFLs. So you know what that means?
1: I feel because we're we're running long, and You're I feel that we should to read something.
0: No, out loud. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm saying that I'm making a decision right in the middle of the of the recording that why don't we go in depth on the looks on uh, the postmortem for this episode?
1: Okay. So you want to just long. do the bottom? Yeah. Let's talk about the,
0: the, some obvious tops and bottoms that any, any cause there, there are some looks I do want to talk about, but we can go in depth on each of them uh, on the postmortem.
1: Well, actually I have. <laughs> so I know I, like I said, I know why I feel like I know why Asher lost. Okay? okay. But I agree with you with Saint. I feel like Saint, I thought Saint looked good. But my question is, why the hell did Dolly not win?
0: Lori, I am 100% in agreement with you. Dolly was hands down robbed and hands down the winner of this challenge. Gave a next level incredible performance.
1: I honestly feel like saint did a good job i'm not saying saint didn't do a good job but it was just a it was black it was black on it was black and so why gotta be black i felt like it was a little muted and dolly came out and she had terrifying makeup and she had a character and she she was great i loved it i wouldn't even put saint in the top two i think it would be saint and hosa Hoso, and then i or, or sorry uh dolly and hoso and then saint and then maybe la zavaleta and then jade and then and then coco and then um uh mary cherry and then Sigourney beaver and then bitter betty and then astrid so mm-hmm. that that's how i'd rank them <clears throat> but yeah i just i felt like honestly here's what i think i think that dolly came in the competition this is her first day I think they were like, well, she just got in, and we don't want to give it to her right away, so we're going to give it to Saint.
0: But why Saint? Why not Tohoso? Or even, I don't agree with the La Zavaleta, but they heaped a lot of praise on her. Why not give it to La Zavaleta? I did not understand. I'll be honest with you. I did not understand the love for Saint's outfit. I get To me, that's a safe outfit. That was, yes. she She got the assignment, she did the assignment, it's fine, I don't understand how it even won. It was very, very bizarre to me. Meanwhile, I don't get why Mary Cherry was safe, that was a horrible outfit, it was a mermaid, and her logic for being a mermaid was, it reminded me of the iconic, I believe I have it, it's, 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 it's a similar kind of episode, it's on Drag Race, and it's when, um, they're doing, a, a like, a, um, uh, they were supposed to do, like, some sort of, like, the, the Queens had died competition, and Kennedy Davenport just dressed like a rooster, and, and during Untucked, Katya asked, everyone did, like, really gruesome, like, deaths kind of thing, right? And Katya was just asking Kennedy, like, how she came to, like, what was the story of her outfit, and she said, after a long night of hooking. <laughs> Trey. Didn't like the session, so he had good at me. Okay. And set me on fire. Oh, I see. But you know I didn't die. Okay. I had crystallized. Oh! And now I'm a Glamazon bitch, ready for the runway. And it's an iconic speech from Drag Race. And the logic here for this mermaid outfit was sort of akin to that. It made no sense. How was that? I mean, how was that? Yeah, she was like, well, I figured there'd be a lot of vampires here, so I'm gonna be a mermaid. Or didn't she say, or was I mistaken here, that there were a lot of mermaids in those beach party movies?
1: And I'm like, Yeah, she said that there would be like she would be one of the mermaids, but that she would So basically, which the way that I this is how I perceived it, is that she didn't want to be on the beach because basically she didn't feel like she could justify why she would be why a black uh woman would be at the beach. So she was like, I'm going to Take that kind of feeling and turn it into I am this sort of not as uh, attractive looking mermaid, but I'm still a bot I'm still a, a beautiful mermaid, actually, and you know, I deserve love or something. Basically, I, that's don't, how I,
0: viewed it. I don't think that those I think she confused her pop culture, I, on the on the call sheet or whatever they they call those things.
1: <laughs> because, <laughs> she confused a lot of things.
0: Because in those like Annette Funicello... um Movies, those beach blanket bingo movies. I don't remember there being any kind of mermaids, but what she could there be were. Thinking of...
1: Yeah, there were mermaids on in some of them. They they had mermaids and stuff. But I'm just I don't know if that Wait, why was, would like, there be mermaids in
0: like a teen beach movie?
1: There was one where like a mermaid like washes up to shore, and then they're like, oh, that's trippy that there's a mermaid here. We should probably, you know, we should you know, and then she's like, Is this yeah, true. Or are you making this ocean. up? Is this true? No, I remember seeing one on UPN. There was one where like this mermaid needs to get back into the ocean. So literally like the whole movie is just helping this mermaid get back in the ocean. And she's like two feet from the ocean and they dance for like 45, 60 minutes and they finally get her back in the ocean. Um. So anyway, so but what I'm trying to say is like, I think she was, she was like a vampire monster fish on the, in the ocean attacking all the mermaids. She was a uh, angler fish.
0: I don't know. I, the point I was making was I think she was confusing it with like Esther Williams movies, where that woman, that bitch, would be swimming all the time, and there'd be a lot of mermaids. I could be.
1: Wrong. Oh no. UPN um, used to show. I don't know if you remember, but UPN used to show like a lot of old movies on like Saturdays and Sundays. Oh really? Yeah. I could be. Wrong. I've never. So, I, oh, I don't no.
0: think I've even. I'll be honest with you. I can't speak from uh, authority. I've never seen. I think I've seen maybe one. I think I've actually seen Beach Blanket Bingo. Um. So uh, you know, um, I thought uh, Hoso looked great. I'll be honest with you, Astrid's outfit wasn't great, but I don't think it was the worst. She deserved to be on the bottom, but I wouldn't have put her up for extermination.
1: Oh, uh, I thought hers was the worst by far. Oh, really? I mean, I... And she she even basically admitted to the fact that it was it was a slip. It wasn't even the real outfit. It was a slip. Well, no, then she because... like cut up at the end of it to be part of for some reason to match. Uh, Sigourney Beaver.
0: I don't remember that, but I will say on social media today, she posted a reference look where it was uh, some sort of like haute couture swimsuit from like the eighties that she was referencing there. And it looked just Uh, like that.
1: Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all fine and dandy and she could think that that's what it was. But when, remember she, you know, she interrupted direct to say that she had a whole uh, uh, outfit plan and she you know, cut it to be part of the team. So you either cut the outfit you originally intended, or this was your original outfit and it's just crap. So you can't have mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. Well, it
0: was, all the, all, I thought
1: it was yeah. a horrible outfit.
0: I, I, I thought it was bad. I thought it was bad, but I'll be honest with you. I didn't get the whole Zavaleta thing. I don't know why they loved her so much. Coco Cane was horrible. Uh, J. Jolie was lucky there were people who were worse than her. Bitter Betty and, yeah. Bitter Betty, and we'll talk about that in the next, next thing because it's more important later. Um, but those are, well, we'll go more in detail, I guess. I mean, I don't really I don't have much more to say, but I don't know. I think some of the people who listen love to hear us talk about the looks. <laughs> so uh, we'll cover that in the post mortem. All right, final judgment. The Boulet brothers have a private kiki about the monsters before bringing out the judges. They're disappointed in Mary Cherry, but amazed at La Zavaleta. Dolly's return is a smashing success, but Bitter Betty does not impress. J.J. Lee, Mary Cherry, and Sigourney Beaver are named safe. Before exiting, Mary Cherry is read for absolute filth by the Boulets, but still escapes extermination. I think Mary Cherry should have been in the extermination. She should have been at the bottom. During Judgment, Astrid Aurelia interrupts Drac several times, and the Boulet brothers name Saint as the winner of the challenge. Astrid Aurelia and Bitter Betty are placed in the extermination and learn they will have to submerge their limbs in a water tank filled with leeches. Back in the boudoir. Astrid Aurelia thinks it's all a load of shit and wishes she had worn her original look. Bitter and uh, Astrid aren't scared of the leeches but don't want to leave this early. La Zavaleta inexplicably reads Astrid about how she's reacting to being in the bottom. Coco hopes Astrid learns humility from this and La Zavaleta encourages Hoso to not let Hoso's feelings for Astrid get in the way of the competition. Oh
1: my God. I laughed so hard Mm -hmm. i choked on my own were you watching one of
0: my own old comedy routines
1: no i was watching that one where you um took off your shirt and started dancing (laughs) now okay yeah yeah uh no i laughed so hard when zavoleta goes that's unprofessional (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my god! I, I love how you laugh I was so angry.
1: Oh my so god! Angry. I laughed so hard, just completely without ir- uh, understanding of irony, oh, yeah. or yeah. hypocrisy, or anything. Just like that's really unprofessional. I was like, "You fucking bitch! You were like a thousand times worse than she was," and you you were just like. Oh my god, it was just so crazy. I mean, these people, they just do not want you to have a moment. They just mm-hmm. don't want you to have a moment at all in this competition. And yeah, Astrid was being a little annoying, but she was in the bottom and she mm-hmm. was freaking out.
0: Um, But are all these bitches going to freak out now when they go back in yes. the boudoir?
1: Yes, all of them are going to freak out. I mean, that's way. basically the the name of the game now, is who can freak out in the best way
0: astrid was interrupting drac and i i was like can you imagine if i got that angry every time Lori interrupted me
1: (laughs) well also could you imagine if like everybody else got as upset as they apparently made it seem like everybody else did where like Swanthula like clutched her chest and was like oh my god what's gonna happen oh my god
0: you interrupted drac and drac had like this big thing to say you know um well, what's funny is what Drak does say made no sense. Because Astrid say, basically says, if I would have known, and I'm not, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not saying whether Astrid was right or wrong. I don't have a side here, right? But Astrid's point is, if I would have known that we were being judged oh. individually, yeah. I would have done things differently. And Drak's response was like, everybody has to play by the same rules. And I'm like, true, but they should know the rules.
1: Yes but that I, I agree with you and that's a point i wanted to make which uh thank you for bringing that up is that i felt like they they didn't that, that this competition was two different things and they tried to jam it in together this was not a group competition and mm-hmm. there were in no way group uh, necess- like they even ju- they even said like you didn't make yourself they told them it was a group competition but yet they read them for not making themselves the star of the show yeah it's like, how are you supposed to do that in a group competition?
0: But then they read they read Coco because Mary made herself the star of the show. They're like, yeah. you let Mary upstage you.
1: Yeah. Like, and so... What are supposed to and, do? And push and her out of the way? That, they even said that about Bitter Betty. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think, yeah, I think that the, the rules were confusing. I don't think everybody got the same rules, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I don't think they were judged based off the same rules.
0: Yeah. No, no, oh, apparently not. That judging for the bottom was ridiculous. By the way, going back with our misogyny, Astrid coming for Sigourney, why?
1: Yeah, even Sigourney says when we were talking. I look to be honest with you. I think it was just her trying to throw, trying to save her ass, yeah. and she was throwing Sigourney Beaver under the bus. I'm glad Sigourney Beaver stuck up for herself and was like, when we were doing the meetings. It mm-hmm. wasn't just me making decisions; you seemed on board. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody thinks it's a great idea until it blows up in their face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, you just you just kind of have to face facts that it just didn't work out the way you thought it would.
0: Yeah, uh, you talked about this before, but Zava telling Astrid without any hint of irony, oh, not she, because because uh, Astrid's freaking. She's like, I'm the, I'm the. The super monster, you know, whatever. And she goes, "Hey, don't bring other people down. You can be mad, but don't bring other people down." Like,
1: I was. That like, was so. I was actually. I will say this: I was upset that people weren't calling her out. I was yeah. upset that more people weren't like, like Coco wasn't like, um, excuse me. Like, I was upset about that. But just the the sheer irony that this bitch has the audacity. To after having like literally yelled at everybody the last Mm -hmm. time she was there. And then, then, uh, Astra just says she wants to be in the competition. She's like, hey, don't be mean.
0: Yeah. That's unprofessional.
1: Oh my God. And then,
0: to go back to Bitter Betty, she's like, I have so much to fight for for my community and I have so much to show. And I'm like, You've had two episodes and multiple looks. You've brought the same look every single time. I have a sneaking suspicion there's no other look there. I feel like it's no. the same fucking look.
1: Honestly, I mean, I would be shocked if she had... If she's had two episodes now. If she brings out another look, it's like, well, what were you doing the last two episodes? Making those looks? Like, there should be no reason why she... she she's not She's not doing the challenges. She's mm-hmm. going to get eliminated next episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless like, you know, unless um, Mary Cherry wears club kid shoes and tells Jack to go fuck herself. I don't see how, you know, Bitter Betty stays in the competition.
0: Yeah, not for long.
1: Um,
0: All right, let's go to this. During the extermination challenge, each monster submerges their arm in a fish tank of leeches. Bitter Betty has leeches on her titties and yells about why she should stay while Astrid struggles to keep her arm in the tank later that night. Is that true?
1: Good yeah, I she mean, started. she did struggle to... She kind of was moving around a lot, yeah. Oh.
0: Later that night, continuing the cold open, Astrid Aurelia is seen crawling across the rocks at the Nosferatu beach party. She tries to crab walk away from the Boulets, but she isn't fast enough and gets her skull bashed in by the Boulets. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode?
1: Um, You know, I I will say I am a little sad that Astrid leaves is leaving because... I feel the same way about formaldehyde. I don't feel like I really got to see the true creativity that I felt like she had. I mean, we got a glimpse of it last week. But again, that I I really honestly didn't make out anything from that outfit last week. I, I, I mean, I even went back and looked and I could see a tail, but I didn't see any. They were talking about how detailed it was. I didn't see any detail. Mm-hmm. And this episode, the outfit was so awful that I was just like, what were you thinking? I mean, and so I I would have loved to have seen her redeem herself or show a little more creativity, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just, man, I just, I just need, I need people to, just for my eyes, I need people to stop doing black on black, just like stop dark black lighting with black costumes that I just can't do it anymore. I just need it to be over with.
0: Can I share you, can I, can I share a conspiracy theory with you?
1: Yes, Sure. If it has I, any I do think with I have
0: no. Racist. No. Okay. Well, that's already a given. I uh You're I have no guard. I have not been reading spo- spoiled Drag Race. I don't know. And I I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably 80% chance I'm wrong. But I think they're bringing Astrid back. I'll tell you why I think this. Weird that they send someone who was so strong home so early when they could have easily sent Bitter Betty home, who's obviously going to go home in the next couple episodes, right? Two, when they killed her, it was pretty just like we hit her with a rock. Yeah. And then this left her for dead.
1: That's true. And I
0: was like, it wasn't like the violent killing that they've done in the past. It was like, I'm going to hit you with a rock. Goodbye. You know? And so I'm like, hmm. And also, there's, there were only 10 queens. And it's a 10 episode season. So that means that they need to have at least... 12 girls to have three at the end. So we have 11 right now because they added Dolly. So to have a 12, it would be if they bring back Astrid, just, it's just a theory of mine. I could be wrong. Could be wrong.
1: I think, I I think they're bringing back another queen from another season. That's what I think. Oh, really? But I, I don't know anything. I just saw a picture of another queen from another season on set. And mm-hmm. so I thought, oh, maybe, but maybe she's just in like a opening credits or something or oh. opening scene. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But, All um, right, Lori- okay. Yeah, I would be happy with that. I mean, I don't feel, again, I don't feel like I feel the same way with from, I mean, I would be happy if they brought formaldehyde back. I don't feel like we yeah. really got the full creativity of formaldehyde. Mm-hmm. So. All right,
0: Lori, we're running really late, but it is so late. It's the witching hour. And I think this is time we didn't do this last week. I think it's time we have a seance. Spirits and witches and ghosts from beyond. Please do something that rhymes with Beyond. What well, rhymes with Beyond?
1: Egon. Move on. Yeah. Hiron. Shaka Khan.
0: Come into the library and I will read you. If you want to send a message, go to speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. All right, Laurie, I think the spirits, they're open to our suggestions. And I think one of them is going to talk right now.
2: Hello, my name is Donald, uh, 30 years old in Michigan, obsessed with your podcast just as much as I'm obsessed with Dragula. Okay, I love, love, love hearing you guys talk about all the aspects of the show. My favorite, favorite part is when, obviously, when you review the runway looks, the floor show looks when you guys like go through and pick apart, because I really feel like I almost like learn a lot from hearing different perspectives because, you know, I have my own strong feelings. And then I get to hear in detail what you guys think. It's just the most exciting part when it's finally like, okay, we're here at the floor show. I'm like, ah! and I was so disappointed when you guys said, okay, let's just review the winner. And then the bottom three, I'm like, no, like, I'm really not going to hear it. Like details of what they thought of Sigourney, of what they thought of this. I know you guys did like quick rundowns, but I just wanted to put my two cents in for whatever it's worth. Hearing you guys review the so looks is my absolute favorite part. I want to hear them all picked apart. Maybe, maybe even the safe one. I'm not, you know, it, it. It's it's just my input. Um, I was so I was growing. I had this sense of dread growing and growing, like earlier in the beginning of this episode one podcast for season four when you guys are spending so much time on this and that even lori called it out at one point like this is what we're spending our time on and then when you got to the floor so you're like oh okay we're rushing like let's-
0: i like that he's um so worried about us wasting time and he gets cut off on the voicemail
1: i mean that is the sweetest voicemail i think i've ever listened to Uh, there's been some that the, the fans have done that have been really funny, but that's a sweet, that's a really really sweet one. But do you Um, think everything's
0: okay with him? Like he wants to hear us, like what we think about the, the looks.
1: Look, I mean, we're fashionistas, you know, we're, we're, we're fashion icons. I mean, we, we know what's fashionable and what is, I, I think if anybody knows what makes a true monster. It's the two of us. So you know. Well, uh, I have good news
0: for you, Donald. Uh, if you go to Hello Uglies on the podcast
1: Oh also itself, the one Yeah. This is Donald Trump Jr. that was oh, I don't okay. know if you guys know that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I knew that, but I didn't want to tip his, you know, identity. Um, is we like I said at the top of the show, we will be covering we're gonna do episode one, we're gonna cover La Zavaleta, but we're also gonna do the looks in detail. For episode one, and we're going to do it for episode two, uh, in a show, a separate bonus show, we're calling post mortem, and that's going to be exclusively on the official Hello Uglies podcast feed, available at Podcasts Everywhere. All right, Lori, let me summon another ghost here. Ooh. Lesbians, gay, bisexual—no, I'm sorry, lesbians, bisexual, transgender, and gay. Ooh. Send us a voicemail from the UK. Ooh.
3: Hi Joe, hi Laurie, hope you're both well just wanted to say I'm really enjoying your recap so far, this is the first Dragless season I have watched as it's airing and I'm really enjoying both the recaps and watching the show and hearing your opinions about it um, One thing I wanted to ask is do you guys think that the Boudoir maybe needs uh, like sort of uh, Tim Gunn sort of person just to sort of for the Queen's to talk to I just noticed when they were in their pairs Explaining what they were planning to do for the floor show and they were just talking straight to the camera just felt really like awkward um, and it seemed also a bit strange considering they have their confessionals to stop talk straight to the camera Um So I was wondering if you maybe think that they could maybe use like a former winner one of the guest judges or even maybe Israel just the, just for, for someone for the queens to bounce off of it's really and I always love when you guys talk about production so if there are any other things that you guys would change about the show to make it better I'd love to hear that too and I'm sure other people would love to hear it as well Okay, that's all I had to say, hope you're both um, having fun recording the show and I can't wait to listen no. to it
1: cheery ah. Uh another sweet one i think that's a great idea i i honestly think it would be funny to have israel there because maybe he could do like one grunt if he likes it and two grunts if he thinks it's dumb you know you're right uh, that would be kind
0: of funny if israel did he just walked up to the table and said nothing and they're like um well i guess i make it like they just answer questions that he never
1: asks yeah you know it's just them talking to themselves do you like it you don't like Mm -hmm. it you think it's stupid i should i should redo it (laughs) i should add more feathers I'm gonna add more feathers I shouldn't add feathers I should add claws I should have feathers and claws I should change it I should be a marshmallow instead all right I'll be a marshmallow and then then on
0: the uh, on the main stage when they're like why were you a marshmallow Israel
1: suggested (laughs) it (laughs) Israel's eyebrows suggested it so I don't know what you want from me
0: (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, by the way, thank you very much, Deckhead, for that voicemail. If you want to leave a voicemail that we play on the air here during a seance, uh, go ahead and leave it at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia and leave that voicemail and we'll play it right here on the air. I'll especially play it if it's very mean towards Lori.
1: Uh All right. I, so- I also would like to say, because Deckhead asked what, what we'd like to see from production, and I would like to see them move the camera... From the back of the state from the back of the theater to the front of the stage, so we can actually see some goddamn <laughs> looks.
0: And, yeah, turn on the lights. And,
1: yeah, turn on the lights. Maybe have a spotlight. I don't know. Be, could go crazy. Maybe let's illuminate know. the looks. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass right now
0: yeah Yeah. alright well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies this episode was produced by Zach Birch be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula Season 4 so for Laurie Camp and myself
1: goodbye Uglies <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Camp on Instagram at Lori Uliar. That's L-A-U-R-I, the letter U, L-I-A-R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an afterthought media podcast.